Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio. I'm AJ McLean with the beautiful, stunning, gorgeous, and injured, uh, Dane Bramaged, uh, Cheryl Burke. (laughs) And maybe changed for life. And Yes, potentially changed for life. Who's Cheryl Burke again? Who is that? Wait, who am I? And my best friend and mentor of over 20 years, Mr. Renee. Elizondo. So nice to be here. Cheryl, you know there's been situations where someone cracks their head and they, all of a sudden they play classical piano. I can, by the way, already. That's some, that's a hidden fact. I Have can you play made classical sure? piano. Have you made no, sure I that you can still play it? My, uh, my mother definitely made sure that I could play oh, it for I'd the rest of my life. I'd love to hear you play. I, love I can only I did read not notes, know about though. You. Yes, but I, now I press on so it's kind of hard if i played classical piano you'd know it put it that way i can play furalise by beethoven wow nice and that's all that's all i remember <laughs> yeah, is that that's part? yeah that's da, awesome da, 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 da. yeah no but, uh <clears throat> man all, all kidding aside though are you okay you know, every minute that goes by, I'm starting to feel the pain more and more that now that my adrenaline's starting to wean down a little bit. Yeah. But I'm getting so many messages, one from my massage therapist, hoping that she will get here. Actually, maybe tonight would be nice. But like, yeah, it's been, it, I think the actual look of it, right? Yeah. It was pretty dramatic. Yeah. But because of the ballroom floor, there's um bounce to it. So if it were concrete or like even Marley, I'd been down for the... Oh, she would have been knocked of, out for I sure. Yeah, I, I would have been blacked out. But AJ because w- I'm so hard-headed... Well, I <laughs> told good. her about my fall in Vegas when I fell through the stage 12 feet down. Were you sober? Yeah, I was stone cold sober. Here's oh, wow. what I did wrong. 
I were you? yes yes I was 100% sober. <laughs> I think I was there wasn't no, I? No, you weren't there for that one, dude. When no. you fell off the back? No, when I fell through the stage. <laughs> oh, oh, that's different. No, yeah. I so uh. there's a point in one of our songs where all of our girl dancers go up to the top of our risers, and they 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 rise up on these on these lifts, and then the lifts go back down and they're open because the boy dancers are then are are going to pop up next. So I broke choreography, which I never, ever do. I broke I it. Pissed. I ran up to mess with one of the girl dancers, but I didn't want to miss the first eight count. So I turned and there was no floor. I just, I stepped <gasps> into nothing. And the first thing I thought of was going into the fetal position and just covering my head. I missed so many metal poles by inches. It's not even funny. Oh my God. So I landed on the lift bounced onto the cement behind the stage. I don't remember any of it because I was in shock, but I felt bad for one of our dancers. She came running off stage. You know what's stage. so funny? I actually remember the falling. It seemed, it felt like it was 20 minutes of me like yeah. trying <laughs> slow to, motion. you know, but I was like, I was really, it was in total slow motion, Renee. And I, by the time I hit the floor, I was like, thinking to myself why was that so loud like yeah. you know because it was just so was that me? loud yeah that's was a, that me? that's bad when you hear but loud it was a sound double. it was like my head became a basketball oh yeah, my she God. was straight dribbling like pro style with her head so but let's just tell everybody what happened so honestly okay so after slow mowing it down right a few times yesterday first of all like the instant reaction for anybody is to stop obviously i was just in shock plus it was already about 95 percent into our routine i was kind of tired so i just decided to chill there laying down just yeah. as, like Take i was just nap. like you were like, if I, if I, and i wanted to make sure i wasn't bleeding right like because yeah. i was just like that i hate blood so that freaks me out um and then it wasn't that dramatic because i was like wait a second i was just like okay i i was i wasn't dizzy but then that was it because it was our first run through right yep. of the morning and we were, we normally do camera blocking and it's like four run throughs um and then that's just a very important day right because that is for the director the director can actually choreograph the shots and we can just have the vibe of like okay what is this routine doing in this ballroom and basically cut to the emt came on the <clears throat> ballroom floor well first my partner wait emt this was oh, no, serious but first oh, i was, was serious there. i was the first was one on the scene Literally, oh, yes, you swam over to I, me. Dude, it was like, okay, during during interviews tonight after the show, somebody said it exactly what it really was for me, I think, in that moment, was like instant dad mode. Like, I stopped what I was doing, I crawled over to her, and I was just like, okay, say your name, like, you know, you're, you're talking, there's no blood. Like, I went into straight, like, survival mode, because... I, goes, I mean, is there ringing in your ears? Yeah, like, like I had there's always ringing in my ears. I'm really, I'm really seats. impressed, AJ, that you went into that mode. That's that's awesome. Well, and then I did really it again sweet. to her tonight before the elimination process. I was process. running upstairs. And he goes, she Wait. was running. <laughs> you were running up the stairs, and I'm so used to like telling my kids in the house, don't run, especially upstairs. More people fall going upstairs than downstairs. Oh my so, gosh! Now you have to stop. I like yelled at him, like, don't run. So like, so, no. did you go into a panic because you were afraid? Oh my God, we're going to get eliminated, or were you worried? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> That'd be a really bad way to go out, too. Like an accident. Like, okay, you're out. But in a way, you're kind of you get to go out and claim that you would have won. You know? No, we're getting the sympathy vote. We're not going anywhere. No. 
You guys are in. You guys are definitely. By in. By the way, though, they, this is, so this is what really happened. And then so like then after I got walked off the stage, right? Because we made um, this. The EMT is like, you have to not do this next pass. Let's just put another couple in. Let's just see how you feel in the next 10 minutes. And he goes, God, you're really, you know, your heart's beating fast. And I said, well, I just danced. So <laughs> yeah. I think he was like, I'm like, uh, yeah, that's normal. Um, and then about 10, I was icing. And then about 10 minutes later, you know, the executive, uh, Dina Katz, one of the executives, she just said, look, I don't think you should dance anymore. You should take the rest of the day off. And mind you, to say that to me is really like... That's basically saying to go take a vacation in the middle of a season. Right. Like, that's just like what's a big no no. Yeah. It's not in but, you. And also, like, I think if I would have just gotten up right away just to show that I was fine, but I was just chilling. Like, I was fine. Like, I just, but it looked so dramatic and the sound of it. No, was I mean, so I, I heard her head hit the ground over the music, and the music is very loud in there, and I could hear it. You can hear it. Well, so even like, backstage, they heard it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just... Wow. I, you know, guys, I didn't know that it was that bad. I mean, I knew oh, from yeah. AJ. AJ was worried when we talked on the phone. I know he was. When it he happened, so and he he actually said you said some funny stuff. <laughs> that, what did I say? That, what was it, AJ, that uh, it made knocked the something oh, out of you her. You said... Um, oh, knocked the OCD? Yeah. No, no, yeah, no, no. Something no. like that, or like you said... Um, oh, when I got... What did you say? It was so good. I have no idea. Um, that I don't know. Oh no. Know. Like something like I've I've um I think I may have lost the will to scold. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. The will to definitely scold. Definitely did not say that though. No, but but something along those but lines. But along those and, lines, yeah. And hopefully I'm like, oh hopefully no, it knocked the bitch out of me or no, something. No, that's <laughs> never no. No, no, no. That's fine. But no, I am I'm <laughs> no, glad no, no, you're no. okay. I'm glad you're okay because again, yeah. But you know. then obviously the show needed a hashtag cliffhanger for the show. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. But it was. I mean, it was pretty dramatic. Is this the worst you've ever been hurt? I've never been hurt. This is the first time? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I have never. And never I wouldn't call this an, an injury either. Or nothing? Well, and when I, in my competition days, yes. Yeah. That's but not, what I mean. Not, oh, you mean my professional career? What's the worst? Yeah. As a dancer that you've been hurt. Actually, you know what? I have been pretty lucky. Wow, I'll tell you, that's I haven't good. Broken I, anything? I was with you, AJ, in Vegas. Remember, you ended up on New Year's Eve. We ended yep. up at the emergency yeah, room. Yeah, but no, but what I told Cheryl tonight, which is kind of funny, I said, you know, we manifested we, it. We, we were talking about she did a interview uh, on with was Kelly, it Kelly on Kelly Clarkson talking Kelly about Clarkson. Yeah, have you ever been injured before? And she's like, no, no, no. It was about me injuring so many of my partners. Oh. It was like about six out of the twenty-three partners yeah, I've injured. She hadn't been injured, and then and then I was proud. Yeah, and I said I've never been injured, and then cut to and then I told her about when I broke my pinky a couple <laughs> months ago, and I was like, the day before, I literally had just said to you or somebody, Renee. I, I had never broken a bone in my body. Oh, yeah. And then you and did. And I break my freaking pinky. Totally. Like, I haven't broken a bone either. So, wait, Cheryl, you said that you're known for hurting your partners? Is I'm that not what known. You said? I mean, she just asked how. Sorry, I'm eating. Are you a serial herder? Um, I just fracture your feet, so careful. <laughs> yeah, you know. She um, just takes fine. out the leg. Listen, don't come on the show if you're already injured from a previous injury. I highly suggest you probably get oh, yeah. that fixed before you do Dancing with the Stars. But, and, you know, whatever. So I broke my partner's arm. Oh, my goodness. Christian, Christian de la Fuente. was his name? Or he's still alive, is his name. <laughs> and Changed he, his um, name. 
became a better dancer. We made the final because of it. Because I broke his, or he broke it. He was lifting weights still, and I told him not to. But basically, he broke his right arm. Literally dropped me on my head. Oh my god! Um, during the dance, it happened during the live show, and he had to raise his hand. And then Tom Bergeron at the time had to go to him. We had to cut to commercial. We thought we were bowing out. This is when we had Tuesday result shows. And then he goes, wait, Cheryl, can I really not just dance with one arm? And I'm like, yeah, actually. No, it was his left arm that I, okay, whatever. His right arm was still there. Which right was arm's a good the dominant. Thing. Yes. And, and so he became a better dancer because of it. Wow. You have to put everything into the most and important. And then <laughs> mm -hmm, Wayne, Wayne Newton had walking pneumonia. Tom DeLay had fractured both his feet. Ray Lewis was the first football player ever to get injured. That was last season. Wow. That's crazy. This is not, not a good track record. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> But wait, think about it. That's only four out of the 23. Yeah, well, yeah, that that's, is actually pretty good odds. That's true, four. That's pretty good odds. Not too bad. But tonight yeah. was pretty, uh, I was a little shocked at who were in the bottom two, to be honest with you. Like, I, you know, I don't know. Wait, it, before we get there, can you just tell me the story of you in Vegas? The emergency room in Vegas? Oh, yeah, so I how what what tour was that? I don't remember the tour, but I know you. It was you and Britt were out. Yeah, we went out. You and, went out to come hang out, and, and see we the saw show. you on the stage. We we saw you uh, bend your knee. Yeah, I, th like I think I hyperextended my quad or my knee. No, something. it was your meniscus. Something Bro. to do. Remember, and yeah. then and then you finished out the show hobbling around and then finally you couldn't even hobble around that's finally right. you just sat and sang while everyone else yep. danced and that's when you brought me that freaking long-legged stuffed giraffe yeah to the uh, hospital yeah which was really sweet it's the only way they would let us in to see you we had yeah, to like, have a stuffed we, we, animal we have a stuffed animal to come in that's and see cute. You. <laughs> yeah i mean that's but literally twice in my career now i've fallen through the stage once on the new kids tour that we did with them um Two hours before opening night, um, we had this humongous stage that we nicknamed the penis stage because it literally looked like that. <laughs> the catwalk was 90 feet long, on the, and the tip was a <laughs> circular uh, B stage. Yeah, you and don't then, need to go any further. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, so where the band was on the main stage, there were two sets of stairs that went down diagonally from each other which is where new kids had their quick change area and, and BSB had their quick change area. So we're in the middle of our sound check and I'm talking to our, our uh, MD. And when mm -hmm. I'm talking to you, I look at you like, so I'm looking at him and I'm talking and all of a sudden the floor just disappeared. I, I had no idea where it went. It's always the floor, isn't it? It's the floor's know, right? damn fault. Are you sure? Floor is always I missing. <laughs> was so lucky because there it's was always no luck. There was no tape. There was no anything. So like I would never have even seen it anyways. There was no padding on the metal. It was metal stairs. I missed all of it. I scraped my shin and I tweaked my knee a little bit, but I was able to have clearance to actually do the show that night. But it, it could have been bad. It could have been pretty bad. Oh, yeah, gnarly. Crazy, like crazy that the floor's always missing with you. I've never had yeah, the I floor know. Are missing. Yeah, I know. Are you sure it's not your... It's not your perception. Cheryl, have you ever had depth perception? Cheryl, have you ever had the the floor just missing? No, I just use it as a. Uh, I'm the basketball, and that's the. Yeah, floor. she's just, just trying like, to dribble and get it in the hole. I'm just trying to dribble my own head. So, you guys, I want to ask you something. How are you guys doing at this stage? At this stage so of the competition, are, are, but do you feel you you have it in you to like <laughs> do? 
like get like get to the finish line how, how are you guys feeling emotionally Renee, physically you know we're trying to do this whole process one step at a time you in the finish line well stop with the finish line not the finish line i'm not saying are you going to win it or predict it i'm just saying True. at the point of this the competition do you feel you guys are pacing yourself do you guys feel that you're aside from falling on your head right uh, it, how do you guys feel overall I mean, I think, Look, like, I think, you said it to, to me, though, like, you can get a sense from everybody in the room that everybody so is so tired. Everybody. Yeah. But you know what's so crazy to me? I think, I don't know why, because it's only one dance still. I mean, except for this week coming up, we'll have two dances, but like, but the music though. became extra long. Yeah. We're also dealing with the pandemic, which is probably draining. Right. Right. Um, but also, I do feel that now when we have two dances, that's going to separate the finalists from the rest of the pact on who goes home. Because gotcha. some people won't be able to handle two dances. Hopefully, my partner will be able to. In in um, in it's a, I know he will. In in the UFC and MMA or in boxing, they say you know going into the championship rounds, right? Like this separates the people from the rest, the ones that you know are are ready to do this you know or have what it takes and you feel that's the stage you guys are in right now sort of like sink or swim it's, kind of. it's well yeah i mean i could right i could honestly like my the pt on set was like you should probably take the next two days off like that's not an option for me if it were week two in the competition maybe but you know we've got a very important week you know coming up yeah. and um <clears throat> and also we're already week Coming into week eight, there's only eight, nine, ten, four more weeks left. There's a double elimination. I don't think I'd be able to, you know, I've put in already so much into this, like blood, sweat, and tears that I don't think, I mean, it, I'm really going to have to be injured to not and continue. And now I'm you know? going to have to step up my game a lot more. Well, that's more. right. You're going to have to stop using and, your muscle. And, and yeah. I, I, knowing both of you, knowing you very well, AJ, and, and now getting to know Cheryl better, I can't imagine you guys with two days off. What would you do? What? <laughs> I know. I, I would make I'd him sleep. rehearse. <laughs> I would sleep. Like, dude, how many times now have we attempted to play golf when I have a late rehearsal yeah, and we, we try to tee off? I can't even. No more golf. I can't. I, I can't make it past nine holes. Uh, although he was practicing the tango on the golf course. I have the video to prove yes. it. Yes, but he wasn't dragging his feet. It's grass, woman. I can't drag my feet in grass. That is not true. Those are really man. nice golf shoes. So let's talk about Jeannie, though, really quick before we get um, catch a break. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about her. Like she actually didn't you hear Brandon to say this to us tonight? He, he was said, really nervous. He, he even called it. He goes, I think we're in the bottom two. And I'm like, no that. way. And then we yeah. were we were thinking the same thing, you and I. And he's like, no, no, no. You guys are going to be good. And it's like nobody's good. Like you don't know that you literally can't assume well, that you're good. You just I don't think know. we're going on our intuition, right? And s most of the time it's right. When when it comes to the pro dancers, just because you kind of have a vibe and you can compare it to other seasons. Like you know, okay. like I know I know every morning before I even know no that I'm getting eliminated. I just mm. have a feeling. Yeah, I mean you yeah, you can feel it in your in your heart and in your gut, I'm sure. No, I think I think it's like yeah, or mm. it's like I also know like if I make the final if we're not going to win or not. Right. It's just intuition. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely got a weird vibe from, you know, Jeannie before Brandon said anything. I thought we were in the bottom two. That's what I know. We were talking about that. And then well, because I, I was like, the judges kept looking at us because this was the same look that when, when the same type of thing happened with me and my previous partner. And I'm like, why does Bruno keep looking at me and rehearsing his lines? 
Yeah, you said that to me twice, break. and then you were like literally kind of getting nervous, and I'm like, okay, if you're nervous, oh, then your then armpits I'm nervous. started getting sweaty. I'm like, uh. but yeah, um, I mean, look, I'm really stoked that Jeannie is still here with us, and yes, you know, no, for sure, she has so much, but like, she's getting better and better for sure. She is, and I'm sad to see Monica and Val go, because yes. uh, even Monica was getting better and better. She really was. Oh, I mean, I mean, and I thought she was way underscored tonight. I agree. By far. Agree. It was a great performance. But like you said, jazz is not technically a ballroom dance. So it's hard to really judge yeah. that. You know what I mean? Explain that yeah. to me, you guys. So explain to me what cat, what classifies what? Do you know? Because okay, so ballroom but, okay. is like the 10 dances, right? You've got like, you got two different styles of ballroom. You've got standard, which is the waltz, tango, foxtrot, um, quick step, and Viennese waltz. And then you've got the smooth category which is also the same dances but done technically different then you've got latin which is cha-cha samba rumba pasa doble jive that's like 12 and then you've got charleston you've got argentine tango salsa and so that's like 13 14 dances i just named and that the show is only that long i mean the show's like 11 weeks basically but like jazz or contemporary is not technically considered it's kind of like you don't want to do that until freestyle around that's like my thing right then, but it's like, worked for some point? people, though. It's worked for Neve. Uh, That's not you know. true. We ha- we don't know the season how it's going to end. No, but I'm saying when when he did a jazz routine, he got really good scores and he seemed to do well. No, but I'm talking about like the overall. Oh, the overall like this yeah. is all strategically yes. planned out. You know. Yes, yes, it is. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break, you guys, and we are going to come back with a very special guest, Miss Jeannie Mai. So, stay tuned. My sister. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast for Pretty Messed Up, <laughs> the amazing, the gorgeous, the beyond talented, Emmy super award winning, Emmy award winning glam darling best best asian celebrity dancer to ever have touched dancing with the stars ballroom floor period end of story miss Jeannie mai thank you thank you (laughs) i'm so excited to be here i've been jealous because i'm i follow you guys on the gram and i see every episode there's like another person and it gets closer and closer in the ballroom and i'm like wow first of all how do you have time to even go on instagram with no, everything that you're love. doing. I'm that girl. I'm that girl that stays scrolling. Very. But, but I will say this. Just because you're scrolling the gram doesn't it give you an excuse to go into feeds that plunge you into comparing yourself to people and all that. Yeah. I had to actually fix the algorithm of my social media. Interesting. I used gossip sites, obviously sites that weren't encouraging, people that laughed at other people. I actually had to stop going on Instagram because of me comparing myself. I've been okay. off of social media for two years. I He I doesn't even have it on his team. phone. I don't, I've not had any apps on my phone for oh, two years. Fun. It's been a blessing. See, that's why that's Jeannie, when we're sitting up in the balcony, you're like this. And then me and AJ are just like, twiddle D and twiddle dumb. But see, that's called discipline. So AJ, you're doing it the mature route. Yes. Cheryl, I don't know where you're at right now. I'm just avoiding. I'm, okay. Well, that's no, then you guys are mature because I have to be on top of things. Cause yeah, on no, the totally. Talk show, I have to know news. So I of can't course. be sleeping under a rock if. Brittany decides to post another amazing video where she gives us tips on how to pack for the beach. Like, and I'm, right. I'm saying that. Seriously. Oh wait, does that does that really happen? See, this is how out of yes. tune I am. Yes, now. no, yes, no. Yes. I that I've seen actually. So I fixed the <laughs> algorithm of my feed so that it gives me things that are either conducive to my work or it's actually things that like I love Ellen's feed. I love funny stuff. How do you do that? Stop. Fix the algorithm. You stop. You stop clicking and looking into pages that are negative or. Yes. If you stop scrolling on, have you ever had, it's almost like when you say, oh my God, I want to buy a green beetle. Yes, 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 yes. All of a sudden you'll see green beetles everywhere. Exactly. So your algorithm is like that. So the more you click on certain pages that maybe aren't great for you, the more it'll pop up and that inundates your consciousness. Got it. So stop clicking on it. Start clicking on the fun puppies and good things. Puppies. Okay. Yeah, that's puppies what my best and, friend and follows, is puppies and kittens. Yes. Yes, yes. Jeannie, I also want to introduce you to another one of our co-hosts, Mr. Renee Elizondo. Hi, Mr. Mm. Renee. How are you doing? How are he you? He has a very soothing voice. 
No, yes, he's no. very calming. But I have to tell you, um, I was in the tub reading your bio, and I felt like I got to get up and do something. I got to go <laughs> like save the world in some kind of way. <laughs> Seriously, so, so impressive. Very accomplished, so, yeah. very successful yes, woman we're talking to. Honestly, and positivity. That's yeah. just so beautiful. Yeah, and I, and it's funny to know that you, me, and you talked about this as well when we um, had our first run in about how introverted we both are, right? But like, in it, it'd be shocking, I think, for some people, because like I've seen you passing by in like the scene back before the pandemic, and we share a manager, Stephen Grossman, and um, I thought you were always very like just outgoing, but I guess you could be introverted and outgoing in social yeah. settings. 1000% more introverted. The number one thing is to figure out what fills you, right? So for me, being with people, performing on Monday nights, doing Dance with the Stars, it drains me. It actually drains me to be with people. My same. fiance, he's the opposite. When he's with people, it livens them up. My mom is the same way. She, she craves to be around people because it gives her more energy, drains me. So in order for me to be what you see on TV, the genie my you guys see, I'm usually coming from this type of setting. Got Super it. quiet. I love jazz music. I'm the same I'm, girl. I don't even got to talk. Talking, like smiling, it gets me drained. I'm just so drained by just smiling this much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I love connecting with people. I love listening to people's stories. I do love celebrating people's potential. That's the nature of my job. So I do it because that's a passion, but then I have to reserve myself and then I can come out and be on again for other people. But it's awesome. not meant for me. For me, it's that time alone. So I'm yeah, definitely- I, I totally feel you. And I think that's why we connect. But speaking of, um, you know, connecting, I feel like I totally relate to your story, Jeannie, with um, when it comes to, you know, sexual abuse and um, definitely just living in the Bay. I'm a Bay girl as well from the Bay Area, as you know, and yeah. our mothers <laughs> and just our culture, you know, that we grew up in. It's it's very similar. We live a very similar or we had a very similar life, I guess, parallel. And um, I do believe everyone comes into each other's lives for a reason. And I think you being able to tell your story is super powerful. So yeah, just to actually give some people some context and AJ, you probably don't know this, but me and Cheryl have known each other through our manager and through the business. Um, Cheryl's obviously just such an amazing talent where I get to see on red carpets and things like that. But it wasn't until my manager told me that Cheryl had seen an episode on my YouTube series called Hello Honey, where I confront my mom about a sexual abuse experience that happened at nine when a family member she let into our home who was babysitting started to do things to me for four years and when I approached her about it she didn't handle it the right way I ran away from home at 16 and we my mom and I who you keep seeing in all these packages and stories mm-hmm. on stars, she's great we fell apart for 10 years and honestly it took me about and I'm not blaming my mother this is this is just the trauma of being a, a, a you know a, a victim of, of survivor abuse, a survivor mm-hmm. thank you it was um, recuperating myself to a point that now at 41, so I confronted my mom at 39. It took that long, you guys, from no, seriously. 15 to I believe it. 39 that I said, my mom and I are cool now. We've made amends, but that one area I've never gotten over. And in order for me to respect her from woman to woman, yes. I need to have her listen to what that did to me when she didn't believe me. My mom and I just went through that, like just like wow. less than a year. We were watching the Oprah special on Michael Jackson. So my, I also did a YouTube uh, video about it just recently. It just, I just put it up actually last Friday. And um, it was 
really hard for me to uh, talk about. And I was by myself. My mom wrote me this beautiful letter when we were watching this Oprah show on um, like molestation and how they groom you and what grooming means. And um, they had, you know, the victims of, you know, that whole Michael Jackson thing that happened, you know, that controversy there. And it's so crazy because I never could put a word to the um, feeling of being groomed. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, holy crap. So this is why I was blaming myself for it as if like I never talked about it because I didn't want to upset my molester. Yep. And by the way, the human, the human like effects that come out of it as you grew up, I don't know if you became a people pleaser I was a people pleaser from being groomed. I also mm-hmm. very anti-connecting. If somebody gave that's that's me. I was more anti-connecting than people pleaser. Yes. yes, yes. All these things come from it, but you have to actually stop yourself when you start seeing that you have habits that yes patterns, you patterns. Things, repetitive yeah. things you even hear people say about you to actually visit and go okay. Yeah. Where are these things coming from? Because this is learned behavior. But also, it's you're feeling your feelings. Like I don't think I've actually felt the feeling of sadness or, um, you know, guilt or anger. I didn't go through the different stages because I was numbing until just recently when I've become sober for two years or a little over two years now. When I watched your video on YouTube, though, Jeannie, it was um, very inspiring, which is why I did this as well. Um, And I literally I told Stephen Grossman, our manager, that, you know, it was so revealing and so vulnerable and to have to have done that with your mother, right? Just like having, having an honest, just conversation, um, is, is I'm sure helping millions of people. So thank you for doing that. It has helped me. You are a huge inspiration, Jeannie, whether you realize it or not. I mean, reading, reading like fans, reading people's comments about just you in general that I've seen is nothing but positivity and inspiration. And you are such a great role model for young women out there. And, you know, I'm in, I'm in awe of you. Like I've not really had a chance to talk to you as much except the last few weeks. Like, you know, now that, now that we got moved to the cool side of the uh, ballroom, we can sit and talk. Um, I never really had a chance to really talk to you and just, just hearing you talk and hearing you, how you carry yourself, you, you put off such a great confidence and it's very inspiring. But I truly believe, um, though, Jeannie, it's because of all that we've been through in the past. That's yeah. what, you know, you, that's where you get the strength from is the resilience that we had yes. to go and, through. And the confrontations with yourself. I'm sure that yes. you, it sounds like, Cheryl, you had to have comfort, confrontations with yourself. Oh, for sure. I had okay. to just put it all what, out there. What are damages that I'm still carrying? Mm-hmm. What are weight? What is weight about me that I'm still carrying? And I can't make excuses anymore. And that's no. Really- survivor like you said well and totally and I've been in therapy since it happened so it happened to me when I was like five six years old for about four or five years before I testified against him and then he was put to prison basically for he was supposed to be life in prison he got out went to my stepdad's dental um, practice and basically said I never did that to your daughters and it was like a full full-on thing and I was testifying against this guy by myself at nine years old my they wouldn't let my mother in and it was like a whole thing right but then my mom was busy working I had my Filipino uh, babysitter babysitting me who didn't believe me when I did tell her. Um, and so it's just like, but then now I'm starting to understand why I am certain a certain way sometimes and why I choose, why my belief patterns and um, behavioral certain patterns are the way that they are. And like now 
I can make peace with it, but I do want to move forward and not be defined by my past, yet I'm not going to numb it and pretend it never happened. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that also is part of why you're a communicator today. For me, confronting my mom was not to hear a specific answer from her. And this is what I want to make sure if anybody is in the same place where Cheryl and I were, where we had to confront our demons. When you confront whoever it is that, that made it very difficult in the process to get to where we are today, it's not meant to get the right answer from them. It's not meant to get sorries. If anything, it's to have closure to hear And forgiveness, forgiveness. Yes. What, yes, verbalize your story. You shut up for a second and listen to what happened to me and just listen to what I needed from you at that time. And the second thing for me is to stop the generational curse. Asian people don't talk about their problems. Ever. They don't admit that their family is effed up. They don't want people to look at us crazy. They don't hug, right? <laughs> They're always patting our backs. Yes. They, they, well, I mean, we're Asian, but like, I you know what I was saying? Yeah. No. American, I want to actually absorb what yes. you learn in American culture, which is talk about your shit. Right. Like, I would watch sitcoms where on family ties, they would have a family meeting when something went wrong and they would sit yep. together. These white people would sit together and I'm like, that actually looks like it works. I want right. to sit together and talk to my family, my family about something. Yeah. Do you feel like Genius. you have been oh. able to um, not necessarily move on from it? Because like for me, I'll wake up sometimes depressed one morning or like it's an everyday thing that I'm going to have to work on. It's an everyday process to become the better version of myself and feeling the feelings, right? But um, how, how are you right now as that stands? Are you still holding on to any resentment or have you forgave your mother? You, for, you forgave her, obviously, because you guys are in talking terms, yeah. but... I have forgiven her, but I'm more about, instead of lamenting about what it caused me and what I didn't like about myself, I'm super hyper-focused on what I want to become mm. and how I want to be. So nice. when, like one issue about me is if I get, I have a hot temper and, and I'll be honest, I'm working on it. If I get into something, mm. I just shut down and all of a sudden I just clam up and I don't talk and that doesn't help resolve things. So it's very helpful to have someone like a partner, like my yes. fiance. He's like, no, we're not shutting down. We're talking Good. about this. I went, yeah. And minding myself, you're not going to be like you were the last 30 years of your life, Jeannie. You're going to totally. take a moment for yourself, breathe it in, and then communicate. So do you meditate? Do you Did you go to therapy? What did you do? I go to therapy, but I also learn to feel my feelings. The thing you said, Cheryl, like mm -hmm. feel your feelings, let it out, and then I go into logic. Okay, what is going to help most right now? How do I get this person to just feel where I'm at and what is the end goal just to listen. Okay. Then just tell them, can you please just listen? I don't need any oh, answers. Really. Yeah. That, it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, something that I learned that I, I was never okay with and I'm still, still figuring out is being, being an alcoholic, being a drug addict, like learning how to lean into the uncomfortableness. That is something I was never able to do yes. because the minute I felt uncomfortable or the, or the, or the, or the minute, I felt something was confrontational. I would drink or use over it to numb it, to not deal with it, to yeah. avoid it. Now, you know, almost 11 months sober, like now knowing it's, it's okay to feel the feelings I feel. There's nothing wrong with that. Because they too shall pass. You just have to feel yes, it. Whether it's yes. happiness, joy, sadness, anger. I mean, uh, I've experienced every emotion literally in the past three months or two and a half months. Just doing today, this show. you felt every emotion. Just, just today, today I went through rehearsal. about ten different emotions. But you know, it's living, living, living life on life's terms is one of the uh, is one of the, the the key things that I've learned from both Cheryl and Renee, and it's really helped me every day. 
You know, like just understand that that's okay. To be uncomfortable is okay. But communication is key. You're absolutely right. That's how my wife and I are. If there's one good thing that we've got among the many great things, we have great communication. We talk everything out. We don't harbor it in. We don't let it fester. I think and that's the secret to a great relationship, isn't it, though? With any any relationship. Any relationship, yes. I can tell that you have that, AJ. When you speak of your wife and then you talk about your past, you talk about your sobriety, I can absolutely tell that she's a solid rock and a reflection of who you be. Oh, yeah. She reminds you to be your best self. And what you just said, too, about leaning into the uncomfortable, I, I remember one time, nature helps me relax mm. and, and eat out of my own head, Cheryl. And I saw this bird land on this branch. And this branch was like this flimsy, it literally bent all the way down. And the bird just hopped on it, cleaned itself, looked around, and then hopped off. And I was like, that branch is going to break. <laughs> but then I realized I need to be like that bird in that when you land on a branch, it doesn't matter what kind of branch it is. You got to trust in your wings, not the branch. Trust the process. Trust for me, the journey. For me, it was like, what is my next job? Who's my re- next relationship? Did I make that person happy? Is that, does that girl like me? Like, it was always the branch in, in life. Then I was like, no, it hit me when I was around 40, which is why I'm talking about this, because I don't want somebody to wait that long. Right. But it hit me at 40 that, no, Jeannie, you've got the wings. Now learn how to fly, baby. Right, spread them. Yeah. No matter what the branch is, no matter what my marriage looks like, no matter what my job situation looks like, no matter how much money in the bank I have, I've got to rely on my wings. Absolutely. I hear you. Oh I'm 42 God. and I'm totally. and, 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 and I'm finally figuring it out. Yeah. So trust yeah. me. I I yeah, I get it. It's never too late no as long as you like as long as you time. figure it out, right? It's never too late. Well, yeah. I mean, look, life is going to be a learning process for the rest of your life. For no sure. one's going to figure it all out. Yeah. I mean, you know, we that's that's there would be no joy in life if you don't get to go through life's experiences. Absolutely. You know, like you have to just let life be and just walk the path. Yeah. Good, the good, the good, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I just think it's awesome, first, that you came on. It's awesome that she was on time. It was oh, awesome she's Asian. that she's we're, well we're, lit. Yeah, that's part of the DNA. <laughs> like we could hear her. This yes. is awesome. But oh. I was going to say, you know, our podcast started from the idea of surviving, right? A surviving. We've, we've all here crashed and burned. For us, it was drugs and alcohol. Your story is also a story of surviving. And to me, it, the thing that inspires me is when someone's willing to talk about their stuff, right? It's like, that's the only way other people are willing to talk about their stuff. There was a time where we didn't discuss any of this stuff, especially if you're a woman, especially if there's been sexual abuse, you kept it inside. You felt like you were the one that made the mistake. You feel that you're the one, you know, no one believes you, all that stuff. And so for me, the idea that we started this podcast, AJ's been very open about his crash and burn. So, so as Cheryl, so have I, and people really connect to that sort of like, uh, refusal to stay down right? Like, okay, fine. Like you, you talked about being a victim and for a while we are, but then we don't let that keep us back. Right. And that's what I see in you. I, I just love seeing someone that says, okay, yes, I was down. Yes, I was victimized, but now using all of it in a way to push forward and pursue all your dreams. I just, so I just wanted to thank you for being on, you know, it's just perfect fit. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. You're truly an inspiration, my friend. You really are. 
fact that we all, and mm-hmm. everybody has some type of story that deserves to be listened to and deserves to have. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, not everybody has a real moment with themselves to own what it is that mm-hmm. has taken place, to own. Nor do it, they even know what that means. Yeah. And I think there's one more layer, you know, here, which is I've been to rehab a few times and I'll tell you, you'd never see rarely would you see someone Asian in rehab. Really? And it wasn't because they didn't have a problem, but because of those cultural differences that we talked about where mm. you you don't want to bring shame to the family. We just push it away. We paint the house, even though the plumbing is rotting. AJ. But we'll just keep painting the house. It's crazy that remember, you say that, because I've been to rehab three times, and I've never but seen AJ, a AJ, remember I told you Asian about person. this People magazine thing, what I said about my... Yeah. That's... That is so true, Renee. No, it makes sense. It's, yeah, it's, you know. And, and I will say, if you notice, if you look out into the streets with homelessness, you'll rarely see an Asian That's person. That's so true. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And wow. if you, and actually, the Asian people generally are so ashamed of mm. just of just revealing that they need help. Yeah. They'll kill Absolutely. themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely and lock themselves in Absolutely. some weird hermit situation or absorb themselves in work like those nail salons oh, yeah. that are open up with with their heads down man that's it well Not think my- about think about what happens like i've by the grace of god been you know fortunate to travel the world doing what i do for a living and the stories i've heard like when we go over to japan like the big business companies if these guys feel like they've failed in any way they kill themselves. Yes. I mean, that's the extreme. It's like, yeah. oh my God. So you, the bar so is you didn't, really high. You know, yeah. And it's like, that's the standard that they've been raised in. And it's like, and so oh has the second generation. Like, this is why I'm such a workaholic. Like, there is no, I don't know any other way. My, this is what I never saw my mother growing up. She was opening up her business. She became like rags to riches, is her story. And it's, she works 24 hours a day. And now she says she has to go to work, but she's just checking Facebook. Like she's so used to like having <laughs> to literally like just constantly go. And that's where I get it. That's where I get it from. I, it's hard. Like I'm addicted to productivity, you know. I remember time. the, you I are, remember the last time I was in Japan, there was a commercial that came on TV. It said, if you're going to jump in front of the train, don't do it during business, uh, during rush hour. Because it'll slow down the train. Yeah. How dare, yeah. how selfish oh, yeah. of you. Yeah. How dare you mess up my stop commute. business. How dare you stop somebody's nine to five. Um, exactly. To go and businesses to open. It's terrible. Seriously. So you were talking, so you're talking about your documentary. Yes. Thank Jeannie. you. Yep. Oh, yeah, of course. So one thing that I have found, and AJ, I'm sure you, you know a lot about this, is being able to connect with other people who are somewhat in the same situation as I have as far as being manipulated, coerced, things like that. It helps my healing. And that's something I'm dedicated to for the rest of my life. So being an advocate to protect victims of sex trafficking, victims of human trafficking has been my my threshold. So I honestly thank the platform I have because I don't really care to be famous, to be really honest with you. Really that's why you're is- so successful. Oh, yeah. But it really is a tool to me because sadly in this world, 
somebody with no name is not going to get the same attention in the same That's platforms true. as somebody who is on Dancing with the Stars or has a talk show or a podcast. So thankfully, I have a reason for this mayhem of a world that drains me, right? And I turned that into protecting women of trafficking. So right now, I am working with an amazing group called, uh, they, they're actually monks that come from this. Oh, the Dying so retreat. cool. Wow. And these two monks have completely taught themselves how to direct, how to produce, how to edit. And we are on our second film called Stopping Traffic 2. The first film called Stopping Traffic teaches you what exactly trafficking is and what are the different ways you can stop trafficking in your own neighborhood, whether mm. it's here in the U.S. or overseas. And then the second one, we're going to be focusing on the lives of victims because there's only 2% right. of victims that make it. So wow. that's Wow. Yeah, that is so so you're giving back. I think I think when you like the reason why I think Dancing with the Stars is so successful because no matter what you're a celeb, you're not a celeb, whatever, we're trying to make everybody's life just a little bit better, right? Especially during a time like this. And I think that yeah. that is so awesome because I don't think there's a lot of education out there about trafficking. Um no. and I didn't realize it happened here in the US. Oh, oh yeah. my god. It, it, oh yeah. Trafficking Big when time. I started about maybe 10 years ago, Trafficking was the fourth largest form of dark organized crime. Wow. Now, Cheryl, it's the second, right after wow. drugs. What? So trafficking of drugs, selling drugs, drugs use, that's number one in the whole world. Number two is trafficking. Number three is weapons. Wow. So the amount of human bodies is a huge commodity. Sex trafficking is is a is an easy, understandable way of understanding how human bodies are used for sex, sex slaves, children, all that. But then think about how resourceful a human body is to use as housekeepers, to use as um, uh, groomers, to use as mm -hmm. people who mow your lawn, to use as people to have babies for people who, who don't want to go through the adoption process, to sell for their body parts, their Jesus. organs. Mm -hmm. The crazy thing to me is to think of it this way. This is pretty morbid, but this is the best way to think. Why would, how can somebody get sucked into being a slave? Right. Are they being groomed? The human body, you guys, is so resilient. It's such a survivor on its own that even at birth, you could be sold as a baby because a family wants a baby or somebody wants to raise a baby as their slave or whatever the hell the reason would be in their household or in their lifestyle. The kid grows up and now that kid, if it's a female, it'll be used for sex. If it's a male, it'll be used to work. Consider that. You're not going to kill this body. You're just going to continue using it as a slave. Mm -hmm. And even when you get too old to work, you can then be used to have children for other families or you can be used for your organs. Right. So it's, it's a really sickening thing, but the human body can make one person so much money. And that's why it's the second form of dark crime. So where can it's people insane. watch this, watch your documentary? This is, I have to watch it. Cause like, this is fascinating. No, you guys, really, yeah. Honestly, I'm telling you, I've watched every documentary out there to date about trafficking. I feel ours is the strongest because it's very clear. Exactly what it is from real life stories. It's great. So it's called Stopping Traffic. It's available on iTunes everywhere you go. StoppingTraffic.org is where you'll find more information. Awesome. And before I, we let you go, um, Dancing with the Stars, how are you enjoying your experience so far? Yeah, you have been slaying it, by the way. AJ! Actually, you though, have. Mrs. Show you and Tell. Have. Yes, you're good. Yeah, you're oh showing The tell. day AJ went up on the, the stage, and then had his big old platform. And his That's what he does for a living. Boys popped out. I literally took off my mic. I'm like, I'm going home. Goodbye. You're crazy. I, I, I was blown away. And AJ, the fact that you, the fact that you just emulate what a performer does, how a dancer should move. You and Cheryl explode off of the stage. 
you're you're you i feel like there's just maybe two or three people where it's like the ones to watch where you're like if you wonder what it's supposed to look like watch that and then come over here and just like oh, you know have thank some you i mean wow yeah you but you're selling yourself talk, short. Yeah, talk you're, to you're me hey, talk exactly. to me off the podcast and we'll have a completely different conversation no but this has been a really i mean look how, but honestly how have you enjoyed the experience so far especially look, with I'm, brandon tell us about brandon yeah, he's he's funny so first off i want to say that dancing with the stars is hands down the most exhilarating challenging reflective journey i've ever been on out of all my jobs and even those agreed jobs, only because we, all of us celebrities, are known and paid for doing what we do best, whether it's hosting, making music, whatever it may be. Now right. you're taken completely out of your comfort level of what makes you think you got that sauce. And then you're thrown yeah. something you've never done before and you're, you're left on your own to be judged and criticized by everybody and social media. But you're making everyone at home smile. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. And then there's people who laugh and jeer. No, and- no. Everyone's rooting <laughs> for you. Everyone's rooting for you guys. It's I swear. reality. It's no. They, You're totally right. But, but what I what I've learned about it is how to head on attack the things about myself that I've lo- let myself get too complacent on. It's like, like a life that. lesson. Isn't Agreed. This whole show? Agreed. It's not even about the dancing anymore. It's not. It's, no. it's like that's the first thing that Cheryl or I, I call her Cher Bear on the podcast. But um, it's going to it's going to keep catching on. No, but like literally from Jump Street, it's like, OK, yes, it's a dancing competition, but it's about the journey. It's about, How you, the, you know, from A not to Z and man, already week seven. I know for me, I'm sure the same for you. I've learned more shit about myself that I didn't know was there. I've gotten more secure in certain parts of my life. My relationship at home with my wife is better. Because you touch my, her, like you mean it. Is that why? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm like, I can dip her now. No, with the my patient, feeling? my patience, my patience with my beautiful kids has gotten better, which is insane. Like, my patience period has gotten better. I mean, wow. you know, but uh, yes, I I love. The, I, I love the metamorphosis of seeing yourself yeah. day one where you're like, huh, what, what am I supposed to do? And your body's doing all sorts types of shapes that your partner looks looking at you like, oh God, we've got a long way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yes. a week later, even if you're not tip top, you're doing things you would never have thought you've done before. Because you have no choice. <laughs> yeah. Always, always Sink crazy. Swim. You know that when you yeah. really put your mind to it. Fight or flight, man. How how powerful is that though, Jeannie? Like even what you were saying about the human body, right? It's the same thing with the brain and just like with just when you have no other choice, right? Because at the end of the day, you can take as many days off as you want, but that's on you guys. We know yeah. our routines, yeah. right? Yeah. So. And I appreciate for, uh, to mention Brandon. It's it takes a very creative person to watch you and your moves and get to know you, and then choreograph based on your strengths. Like I even watched Daniela do it with Nelly. Like Nelly's got he's King Swivel, and the way she's able to incorporate his his moves into things. But so that's that, our job. So we have we to make see, you look good. Yeah. yeah. And same with me. Like there's certain yep. things where he's like. Your legs are not straight. So on this next dance, I'm giving you a specific solo where you got to bust those legs in front of the judges. And it's like, why are you revealing me? But he's like, no, this is something I want you to work on because you've got the potential, but you can snap it harder. And so I, I, you, guys, you guys make us really work harder on ourselves better than anybody else there is out there because we have competition, we have a deadline, and yep. you guys are professionals. 
And it's a really good way to lose weight. I'll tell you that. <laughs> because um, of the stress more oh than Oh my it. God. I have lost almost 20 pounds. Oh my God. Total. Really? I started out. Wait, first of all, I told you to stop losing weight because I'm just going to look I can't like a beast it. next to you. No, literally like right before we started the rehearsals before the premiere, I was around 167. Okay. I'm at just around 147 now. What? Wow. Yeah. And look, and, and I That's eat, like I eat healthy and I eat crappy, but yeah, but you know what? Cheryl mentioned to me also something that's, uh, it's an interesting theory, which is even when you're not moving, your brain is trying to retain information Best so exercise. quickly that it actually burns calories without you even moving. You know, it's a proven like, fact that dancing is a stress reliever. It helps with anxiety. It's like, it's the yeah. best that you can do for mind, body, spirit, soul. You know, you forget everything else, right? You forget whatever you were worried about because you have to stay in the moment, right? Exactly. You know, it's funny. We were on our way to the golf course. AJ had called Nick, his bandmate, right? To say, um, what should I expect? And then we were on the way to the golf course and Nick happened to call and he says to Nick, so what should I expect? He says, whatever you, however hard the work you think it is, multiply it by a hundred. Like, <laughs> Would you agree? Thanks for, thanks buddy. Thanks. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's true. And at the same time, it is the best experience because you really yeah. challenge, you're, you're your biggest competition. Honestly. Exactly. So Jeannie, we're going to let you go. I know that you have to go probably to rehearsal or do something dance related or your other 20,000 things that you're eat. doing. I haven't eaten all day today. <laughs> there you so go. That's important. Really want to nice. I want to go eat and like gain some muscle mass here. Right. I'm gonna go I, I love you so much. Right where now. can, um, where can people find you? Well, the most interactive place in my life is Instagram because I'm sitting there scrolling. So give me some positive things to stay in my algorithm. Go to at the genie my I would love to hear what you guys think about this podcast. And tell me some stories too, because I love connecting with other people on any subject here that we talked about. And then please do go check out stopping traffic. The I am um, for sure. Documentary is out there. The second one, if you follow me on the ground, you'll find out when it launches in 2021. Congratulations. Awesome. I love Thank you, you so much. Thank you for being an inspiration you, to me. You. You're a superstar, babe. You're awesome. I'll see you guys on the dance floor. See you, see on you the there. Dance show floor. and tell, show and tell. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you guys, we are back. Um, I want to thank our amazing guest, Miss Jeannie Mai. Thank you so yes. much. Yes, yes, yes. Thank Very you, Very impressive you. young lady. For gracing us with your knowledge and with your independence and your strength. You are a outstanding woman in this community, so thank you. Um, so we have an email. We have a question from a listener, from Nikki. And uh, let's see, Nikki says, I'm curious, when the three of you were in... The throes of your addictions, did you ever wake up to either a really crazy food delivery or found that you had gone to the Venetian's gift shop and spent <laughs> $3,000 on decorative genie shoes? Wait, I don't know about the genie shoes, but yes, with the food delivery. Absolutely. That's, to I, me, that's back when things were still going well. <laughs> I mean, right. I, don't, I never had the food delivery, but... Um, I did do something gross once. Um, bef oh, before no. I lived in L.A., we were staying at the La Montrose Hotel, and we were in town doing the. I, I think it was the third or fourth time we were doing the MTV movie or MTV Awards, and I was uh, very hungover, and I woke up and I was just parched. I was so thirsty, and this is right around the time that they just started banning smoking oh, no. in rooms. So I, I, I normally don't listen to that rule anyways, and I just pay the fine. It's stupid, but I do that. Um, so there, I just used a cup from the sink in the room to fill with water, and I put all my cigarette ashes Cigarettes. in there. So you drank your cigarette. So I drank my cigarette ash, tobacco, oh. butts, and it was disgusting, yes. Um, but a topper for that, I went to bed, messed up, woke up in a different state. That's a pretty that's a up. that's a pretty messed pretty up moment. Messed up. I woke up in uh, yeah in freaking. You really Atlanta. did not remember. You, so you didn't remember at all. I don't like know how I got you. to Atlanta, but obviously we, I, we took a flight. 
<laughs> I remember waking up at 7 a.m. in the middle of a beach in Santa Monica somewhere, not remembering. Just by yourself? It was raining with my friend. So mm-hmm. we know that's called the blackout, right? Yeah. That you. Um, I remember the cab ride, but it was a yellow cab. You, well, guys, you guys, I made it from Lyon, France, to Paris. Took apparently took the Concorde to New York. Stayed in New York no one. Yep. Stayed in New York one night, and then made it back to Malibu, and I don't know how I got there. How that crazy sounds amazing. That? I really want to take that trip, though. <laughs> I took the Concorde But you'd want to remember it, I, you yeah. know? No, but you know what? One, the one story that you told me when I was living with you that I absolutely loved, because I've, I've, I've done something similar, and I don't know if you've done this before, Cheryl, but when you told me the story about you being in the bathroom and you were, like, having a full conversation and people kept coming in to check on you and talk to you, and, and then you're like, hey, hey, I'm on the phone. Leave me alone. I'm on the phone. There was no phone. Yeah. He was talking with his thumb in his pinky yeah. and thought he was having a full phone conversation. No. Just yeah. tripping. And he's like, hey, shush, how, I'm on the how phone. How many days were you up, Renee? No, you know, it wasn't from that. It's, I had taken what I thought was one thing, but it turned out not to be the thing I thought it was. Because I was. there's different types of, I guess, addicts, right? Some people like to go up. Some people like to go down, right? And then some people like to trip, like with hallucinogens, I hated. I hated hallucinogens. I absolutely yeah. hate it. I always like to feel in control. Yes, Renee. Me and you would have gotten along great. Yeah. Now the difference is, you you said you like to go up. I like to go down with painkillers. Yin and yang, though. Oh. You guys would have been great for each other. I used to love to oh. just sit on the sofa, take a painkiller. Really? Turn on like National Geographic and just melt into the sofa. So kind of what you do oh, now, but sober. <laughs> I mean, basically. No. So, yes. If okay. You, See, I can't even smoke or I couldn't. I couldn't. I refuse to smoke weed. Like, I just don't like that feeling of, neither did of I. being. Neither did I, would, I. I would physically vomit. I've tried really? marijuana three different times, and all three times it made me I vomited. It made me paranoid. The problem is, yes, I would and smoke hungry. Like, so there's no point. Well, yeah. I would smoke a joint like you smoke cigarettes. So I would pull way too hard, and it would instantly make me sick. So I just said, you know what? This is just not for me. If you guys want to talk about like a crazy <laughs> scene, uh, according to like Nikki's um, fan mail or whatever we're calling it, mm-hmm. so. I went into rehab into in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I snuck my phone into the rehab, and then I called a place nearby, uh, Harley Harley Davidson. I bought a motorcycle, had it delivered to the rehab. While I was waiting for it to get uh, delivered, they took us on the outing, and on the outing, I bought uh, one of those uh, like African type hats that have the rust uh dreads yeah, the, oh, the dreads. Fake dreads right so the bike got there they told me i can't have a bike what are you doing you can't have a bike delivered to rehab and then so they said give us the keys so i gave them one key that night i drove off with my dreads and my harley <laughs> davidson checked into the anasazi hotel in santa fe new mexico by then, I had already had drugs delivered to Santa Fe, New Mexico. I had weed. I had, you know, plenty of oh liquor. My God. I had painkillers. I had uh, 
like a whole assortment of things and I'm laying in bed. I'm laying in bed in my underwear with Rasta hat on, oh right? When, when my ex-wife comes walking in, they let her into my room, her and two friends of ours, and they look at me. I'm literally just in my underwear and this African hat and the, the, the dreads, and they, they didn't know whether to laugh or, or cry. They were doing both, kind of. They were kind of laughing at the it sight. It was a laugh eye. <laughs> laugh. It, was a, it was a laugh eye. Yeah. <laughs> but talk about, you know, I think oh back at that and I think. It makes me have a little anxiety when I think about those times. Right. You know, yeah, a little because bit. we're out of, our mind, out of our mind. I have to say, it wasn't, it wasn't Chris Shell. It wasn't Chris Shell last week, but it was the fact that she was at Koi. It literally reminded me it, of my. It takes it, you back, right? Yeah. In like a bad way. Yeah, yeah. In a bad way. But Meaning, it wasn't her. It no, was no, the no, fact no, that not she was situation in the environment. It, exactly. It kind of re, re, you remember. It makes me want to throw up. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Thank God, remind, you guys. Thank remind God. Remind me, Cheryl, next week to tell you about me getting in trouble with the Russian mob. We'll <laughs> we'll leave it at that. But I'll tell you. The Speaking story of next Russian week. mob, I also have a story about them. But yeah, me, like, be too sensitive. On so. Thanksgiving, in Europe, with the Russian mob. But I'll tell that story next week. Um, Crazy. No bueno. Well, uh, listen, guys, thank you guys all so much for tuning in uh, for another week with us three pretty messed up folk. And thanks again to Jeannie Mai. We love yes. you. And thank to you guys. Thank you guys for having this podcast. I, I really look forward to it. I don't know about you guys because I know you're very busy, but like I told AJ, I just sit here in front of the microphone all week waiting. <laughs> he just waits. <laughs> He's like... That's uh, why you look so good and stylish. Yeah, but, always, and like, I'm still figuring mine out, but I have to uh, rhinestone it. When congratulations I have time. on wow. moving to next week. Thanks, bro. Thank you. And moving thank you on. to everyone who voted because we really, yes, we really would not Keep be voting. here yes. without you guys. And thank you yes, for especially the best, next week. The best partner... A guy could ask for. I love you, babe. Injured. And subscribe. Injured partner, yes. Subscribe to the podcast. Yes. We and, would be uh, very grateful. And give us five stars, please. That'd be awesome. And also comment below and let us know what you think. Yes, we're dying. Yes. We're dying for that stuff. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Follow Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.